Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. What is going on everybody? My name is Connor Lawler. Welcome to another week of Movie Mondays. This is the Heroes for Hire podcast. We are back again talking all the week's movie news, entertainment news, and just generally having a bit of a chit-chat about everything to do with film. As always, I am joined by my partner in crime, Mr. Sean Meehan. Sean, how is it going? I am great, Connor, because this is the week that I, as a Marvel fan, will finally be validated in the fact that I like one movie. And I've been saying it for years to you that it's an important movie and it's going to play a role in the future. And right. this week, a certain trailer dropped which confirmed all of my theories I've ever had. Have you seen the Jurassic World teaser 15 second trailer? Is that what you're talking about? I have. And I knew <laughs> there would be dinosaurs again. <laughs> you made that prediction. I said you're mad. I said that's never going to happen again, Sean. They won't go back to that, back to that well. Do you think they'll ever do a Jurassic... Wait, sorry, are we talking about Jurassic World later? Because I'll, I'll save this for uh, No, we're not. We're, we're oh, not. Because it's 15 right. seconds and it just shows a bunch of dinosaurs. Go on. That's fair. Well, uh, do you think they'll ever just do the end of the dinosaurs, but it's Jurassic World? And it'll be a commentary on, you know, our lives. <laughs> <laughs> the Jurassic World ends with them, like, succumbing to global warming. <laughs> Yeah, and the dinosaurs survive, and then you know, and then the cycle repeats and, and repeats. The, and the only people that are alive are the dinosaurs and Greta, and Greta's riding around on a dinosaur. And La Familia, <laughs> La Familia, of course. The, um, um, so- I must also stress as well. Um, I'm riddled with hay fever today. Yes. So if I sound like a dose, it's because I am a dose. It was Sean's birthday on Saturday, so Sean, you are another year older, so I'm expecting more more wisdom to come from ah. you. Now, it was my birthday, and I got progressively dumber. And so now I'm expecting you to pick up on that, even though you're riddled with hay fever, that this week, we have some trailers to talk about. It's a pretty big week for trailers. Yeah. Um, and so we got a big Marvel one and a big DC one. And so I'm expecting you to have so much knowledge that oh, I, I'm going to have to st- stop and say, Sean, 
calm down with the nerdness. You're giving us all too much information. Sean, dial it back a bit, buddy. Uh, no, don't just keep saying that's grand. Looks like a good movie. <laughs> so we we do have to start because there's a lot to get to this week. Okay, and no more bullshit about dinosaurs. No more bullshit about dinosaurs. And if this is your first show, um, we'd be very happy that if you gave us a like and review on whatever platform you're listening to this on, because it really helps us out on the algorithm. A train station platform. A platform yeah. over some lava. A platform probably slowly going towards a row of spikes. The longer you talk, the stars got less. So, oh, so, no. <laughs> so oh. we're starting this week. Platform we, shoes. We, <laughs> So, we, we're starting this week, um, I had a choice of two, and we normally start with a trailer and finish with a trailer, so I kind of just flipped a coin, this is not to say one trailer is better than the other, or one is bigger than the other, but we're right. starting this week with Marvel's Shang-Chi. Um, oh, that means it's worse than Suicide Squad. <laughs> that's, not, that's not what I meant. <laughs> they're, both, they're both movies I'm looking forward to. And it was in a really good... I never get to be in this position to be like, wow, I like both of those movies. Oh. <laughs> yeah, because I will stress, usually, generally, if there's a shit trailer and a good trailer, we talk mm. the shit trailer first. The one yeah. exception being... Uh, that time Aladdin had the trailer and Will Smith was the genie. That was the main story that week. Well, it just had to be. It, it really had to be that week. So, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Now, we have gotten a teaser trailer um, a few months ago. I and it was like four weeks ago. Like, we've gotten two Shang-Chi trailers really recently and nothing on Spider-Man, can I just I'm say? Pretty, Spider-Man is coming out in December. So we got an Eternals I mean, teaser. That's true. We, we've gotten a few teasers. So I'm 100% convinced with the Spider-Man trailer, they're just going to release that like on a Sunday or just after we finish recording because we all know Kevin Feige listens. He's tuning oh, in to yeah. us. He's tuning in. Big fan, but he also doesn't want us to get a scoop ever. Ever. Kevin, give us a ring. <laughs> but, um, so Marvel Shang-Chi trailer, as I mentioned, a few months ago, it feels like only weeks ago. But um, it, they released a teaser trailer. It was very good. Yes. And now we have our first proper trailer. And the first thing I will say that hit me is that the VFX in this are immediately better. And that's obviously going to be uh, present due to the fact that the movie's coming out. It's closer to the time of the release. So they've been working mad on it, I'm assuming, for the last few months. Yeah, they've just been... Because like, you need to get a trailer out quick. But you still have plenty of time to work on the movie. Uh, yeah. So this just looks like the the teaser, but better, I guess. And we had our first glimpse of the Ten Rings in use. Now, yeah. the Ten Sean, I'm going to get throw it to you as our Marvel expert. Holy what are your gosh. thoughts on this? I think this is a way. This is it's not a it's a better visual way of using the Ten Rings. Yeah, Because in the comics, they just kind of give you magic powers and you can shoot fire or control dark energy. And you and you put them on your ring, uh, on your fingers, I should say. On your fingers, because you have ten fingers, by and large. Yeah. Uh, do you know, on average, everyone, like if you, if you work it out as an average, everyone has less than ten fingers. Sorry, how? That's how averages work. Because if, <laughs> if even one person has no fingers, that brings that average right down. For fuck's I think sake. the movie oh, yeah. looks really interesting. <laughs> 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 okay. it seems because 
the 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 ten rings we see them being used they kind of extend out beyond the wearer and yeah. give a general i would say just extension to your magic they probably have all the usual powers of like kinetic shock can absorb energy maybe shoot energy i think it's yeah, simplified to that in the in the mcu and i think it had to be done because if it's another case of you put it on your hand i think you repeat the gauntlet and I, I, want, I think that they're trying to get away from anything to do with, he's got to get that on his hands and he's more, more powerful because Thanos had all that sorted out. They've already done yeah. it. So it's, another, it's a very unique visual way to show basically the same thing, but make it seem new. Yes. And like a lot of the effects as well, they seem very similar to either the power stone, like it's purple energy that the Mandarin is using. So it seems either like mm. power stone I think they might be vibranium. Um, Ooh, that, okay. You know, that whole thing about vibranium can absorb the impact and then send it out later on. I think it's a lot of that kind of thing going on. Um, in terms of the actual like storyline of this movie, it's like a Mortal Kombat scenario, it seems. like The Mandarin needs a successor and a bunch of people are fighting to get control of the Ten Rings. Yeah, and we see in this trailer that he sends out a bunch of his goons... To, yeah. to get his son back and there's a really cool bit at the start that his mother is talking to him but he she basically says like you are me but you're also your father and your father is obviously the mandarin and he's not great he's not a great guy but yeah and so she's basically saying to him you're both of us so you could do with that what you what you want and he goes off and he tries to become his own man and then his father's trying to drag him back back into that world and he has no intention to be involved in yeah, like, and he even says himself, it's like he thought, oh, if I change my name and I just keep my head down and just have a regular life. Um, but the Mandarin seems to have always been keeping tabs on Shang-Chi. Yeah, and we see that they do. T- he does turn back up. Um, and so, Sean, I, there is a scene at the end of this trailer yeah, that I know yeah, you are dying to talk about. And yeah. I'm trying to dance around it by asking you other questions. <laughs> and That's so... fair enough. What I will say, what I will say, not related to that climactic scene. Uh, <laughs> do I, I? We see a big dragon in this trailer, and I Th- think there is an underwater dragon. Yes, <laughs> I think it's Fing Fang Foom. I have Fing Fang Foom question mark written here. So for anyone who doesn't know, who is Fing Fang Foom, Sean? Fing- Fing Fang Foom is an alien uh, who, t- he, when he, they arrived on Earth, took the form of a traditional Chinese dragon. He comes from a race of peaceful dragon aliens, and he went rogue with some friends and thought, we can just conquer some worlds. So they all landed on Earth. They said, okay, we're going to go conquer the world. But if we fail, we need one dragon left over. So they made Fing Fang Foom sleep for like 8,000 years. Um, and the other dragons then just kind of shapeshifted into humans and forgot they were dragons and all this shit. Um, but what's interesting is that in the comics, when the Mandarin finds the Ten Rings, he finds it in a wrecked alien spaceship and he uses Fing Fang Foom to intimidate the Chinese government. Being like, I have right. this dragon behind me. Uh like and and then the other dragons show up as well behind the Mandarin, so I think like this could be a a training arc kind of deal for Shang Chi, that like okay. Fing Fang Foom gave the Mandarin his power, 
So maybe to defeat the Mandarin, Shang-Chi goes to learn from Fing Fang Foom. Uh, that would be, you know, I mean, that is batshit to be thrown in here. Um, yeah, but like, from what we've seen, they're not pulling punches in this movie. No, Pardon like this whole next phase with the Eternals as well. Like, yeah. they just don't give a shit. They're just going to throw everything at the wall because, I mean, they've already done 23 movies. <laughs> and they've made, they're the biggest movie of all time unless Avatar got re-released. So it's like, sure, fuck it. And <laughs> like grand. WandaVision and Loki are madly successful in their balls <laughs> to the wall and saying... Um, yeah, so I mean, why why not try something mad? And so this and this movie looks like the best way I can describe it is that it looks unique. And the 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 trap that they keep trying to get out of is that all the Marvel movies, which I mean, let's be honest, there's a massive machine behind all of them that they're all driving them. It's very easy if they could just copy and paste the same ideas into each superhero. Absolutely, big team up and. So they're constantly trying to get out of that idea to kind of do something a bit more out there. And that's where Guardians of the Galaxy comes in. Um, that's where... You get a I mean, guy even, with a vision, you e- know. E- yeah, or even Black Panther. Like, they ha- it's like they- these are all unique characters that they're kind of bringing in that aren't just Captain America and Thor. And exactly, yeah. It, and even, like, working. Thor, to be fair, has his own style now. At the start, yeah. he did fall into the formula a bit. Um the thing about this, the cinematographer for this is the same that worked on Scott Pilgrim as well. Right. So if you're looking for like a film with a definite visual style, there's your example. Yeah, even um, just in the in the trailers we've gotten, the visual style is very clear. The most scenes you can like, you know, screenshot it and there's like a wallpaper. Like it's so all well composed that it just yeah, any and scene even the fight up. scenes, like the fight scene, there's only a short piece of this trailer, but it showed on the bus. Um, and he's yeah. fighting, he's hanging out the, on the outside of the bus. Like, that is, it's only four seconds, but I was like, oh, damn, that looks like a fun scene. <laughs> Just even that one bit. So much of these fight scenes look fun. Like, And we see Shang-Chi, they, they might be taking some elements of his comic powers. He used to be able to, like, split himself um, and, like, you know, fight with multiple versions of himself. But, like, an attack goes past him. I think it's a water splash or something like that. And... He like looks at it's in slow motion, and he just looks at it like in full speed. Yeah, so that's showing like his reflexes and things. We also see the full on Shang Chi costume, which is very comic end. accurate. Co- yeah, very, I see it, and I was like, "That's comics." Yes, that's all comics, and it, and it works in live action. Um, and then the most important reveal of the trailer, Connor. I, I don't even like Shang Chi. Who the fuck is he? Let's talk about Tim Roth. Let's talk <laughs> about Tim Roth. Bringing it back to Roth. So we have the abomination in this movie. <laughs> now some have said that the Incredible Hulk 2008 was an abomination, but there was also a character in it called the Abomination. Shot called the Abomination. Famously, didn't have gills. Because at the time, no. it was thought that the Hulk would just bite the gills off. But in this one, yeah. he has gills. They've redesigned the character, clearly. Well, I'm glad uh, we got that sorted out, because I've been thinking about that for years. Oh, me, me and you both, brother. <laughs> uh, can, can I... So, yeah, uh, Abomination is fighting Wong, apparently. It looks um, like Wong. Now, it's not confirmed to be Wong, but he's using a Doctor Strange kind of shield. Doctor Strange kind of shield, similar build of a man. Um, the the um the the two actors took a selfie together on the set 
Oh, um, so it's one. So <laughs> That's very we're putting fun. we're piecing things together. Yeah. So my theory is that um, basically Doctor Strange, as master of the mystic arts, has sent Wong forward as like to try and win the Ten Rings to get them, you know, under the control of the sorcerers. I think the U.S. Okay. government said, oh, there's a fighting competition. Oh, we'll send the Hulk. We kind of can't. He's an independent agent. Right, well, what prisoner do we have just locked up who's essentially as strong as the Hulk? Okay. I had a different theory. Now, right, okay. I think I think that could be a good theory. My theory was, what if this movie takes place during the blip and Wong is kind of lost and he doesn't really know what he's doing, so he just kind of goes off to this fighting tournament because everybody's gone and so there's nothing to do. That's a very interesting point because Wong, Wong did survive the blip, didn't he? Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's still alive, yeah. So that, w- that would be an interesting way of doing things, actually. I mean, I think um, yours is probably more fun, but I, I like the idea of the... T- we don't know when this takes place. Like, it could take place during the blip. It's not stated. But there are big cities in it. And he's fighting on the skyscrapers. The idea I got was cities fell apart during those years. That's very true. But, like, see, it's, it's we don't know... Well, this is something that came up in our Win- Falcon and Winter Soldier discussions. We don't really know enough about the world during the blip. We know no. kind of before and a little bit of after. But the during is still pretty vague. I think maybe this movie, I know it has a lot to do in terms of the magic and the Kung Fu and the origins of Shang-Chi. It might, you know, true characters uh, in the real world, say, like the the regular human day-to-day world, we might get more of that. Um, Like we see them all chatting at a bar and things like that. And we might just be like, oh, isn't it great that everyone's back? Um, well, remember how during the blip, Wong was a bartender? He just has, like, odd jobs throughout the time, trying to find a trade for himself. Because he, he can no longer be Doctor Strange's assistant. He doesn't know what he's doing anymore. No, and he's like, he technically can't be the Sorcerer Supreme, because he's, you know... I wasn't hired. I wasn't hired for that role. I, I, I don't want to get it this it way. <laughs> no, everybody's gone, and he's just like... Still can't get promoted, though. Still can't. It's fucking ridiculous. It's, it's a weird paperwork scenario that the previous sorcerer has to sign off on it. <laughs> he has but, to get uh, signed yeah. off. But he's not technically dead either. So, uh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so, I mean, I don't know if Abomination is going to be in this for a long time. Probably maybe a five-minute cameo. But, I like, we like seeing Tim Roth back. Cool. This is true. Uh... He, now, and Tim Roth is also confirmed to be showing... Sorry, Abomination is confirmed to be showing up in She-Hulk as well later on down oh, the line. Oh, okay. So maybe they're, it's just a reintroduction, like a soft reboot. Yeah, you remember this guy kind of a thing? Um, yeah. And now they have the 3D model ready at, like, movie-level quality. <laughs> so what do you think of um, this trailer overall, then? I mean, Re- better or worse than the teaser? Better than the teaser, I think. It gives okay. you more of a sense of what the movie's actually like. Um but I feel like, like I think you're you're right that like the teaser things weren't finished at that point. Um, I, I don't want much more to be honest with you in terms no, of story. I, don't, I I think I'm done in terms of trailers for Shang Chi. I know I'll have to watch them if there is any more for the show. True, but you know the like the Black Widow stuff they're releasing like a hundred fifteen second trailers for that. Like I'm not watching <laughs> yeah. those because no. it, it 
I, I, it's not going to add anything. It can only ruin anything at this point. Yeah, and it'll only just diminish what you see in the cinema. So I don't exactly. want that either. Yeah, and and this movie is, uh, I think, only coming out in cinemas. They're not doing the Disney Plus launch oh, day okay. streaming thing. Um, so that'll be interesting to see how that works out. 3rd of September. Okay, so yeah, 3rd of September this is coming out. It looks great. I, I can't wait to see what happens. Um, and to be honest with you, I'm interested to see the fan reaction because it mm. is unique. It is a bit different. But I think if this makes a lot of money, I think they'll be like, we've done it again. <laughs> we can do no wrong. <laughs> yeah, and then they, they take bigger and bigger and bigger risks. Yes. And then they have a fall from grace. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm planning. <laughs> that's what, I played the long game, Sean. The long game. Disney yeah, have to be taken down. <laughs> um, so we're moving on to our next piece of news. And this involves the Flash film, Sean. Um, we had our first look at some behind-the-scenes images i'm not going to say footage but we just had somebody took a set photo and i would not normally cover set photos and i I don't really care for them because they're just kind of rude stuff but we already knew michael keaton was in this film yes um and so now we've got a set photo of him on on the set looking very bruce wayne like he's got he's got the widow's peak he's got the famous widow's peak it's 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 mad what that widow's peak can do for a Bruce Wayne actor. Yeah, <laughs> Affleck had one as well, didn't he? He did, yeah. It was, yeah, because it's apparently like a, a a traditional thing with Batman. I don't know if Bale had it though. He had the slicked back a lot of the time. Yeah, it's a lot of slicked back here. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, like but he, this. Yeah, we we had the. This is Michael Keaton. He looks. I mean, he's the same man, so it sounds dumb to say he looks like an older version of him, but he's an older version. He has aged from the 1990 film, and he is now slightly older, but I think, like, he gives off, even just from this photo, I was kind of like, oh, there's Bruce Wayne. Oh shit! <laughs> yeah, it's it's really weird. Like he he just slips right back into it. Um, there was photos released of Bruce Wayne's car as well, um, which is like a, oh yes, I seen that. It, yeah, it's so yeah, not slick. The, yeah, not the Batmobile, but Bruce Wayne's car, and it's like yeah, that's exactly the car he drives. It's like a custom Mercedes type deal. There's uh, also been uh, rumors that this version of uh, Bruce Wayne will have a much bigger part in this film than previously rumored. And that's interesting. By that they mean maybe as some sort of teacher, some sort of someone who's talking to the new Flash and leading him through things. Now, that could be just a rumor, but it's going around that it's not just going to be a what and done. He's not going to be there for two minutes. He could be there for an extended period of time within the film. Yeah, and that's that's interesting because if it is like carrying on from... Like, if Flash is running into the Burton-verse, basically, um, do you think he'll be dragged across into the DCEU? I mean, I think... I think it's a good shout. If you're going to bring Keaton in, have him as a Batman Beyond Bruce Wayne. Um, mm. And, I I mean, it's easy. It's the easiest casting of all time. You just get Michael Keaton, who's an amazing actor, bring him in, and just be like... Watch a few seasons of Battle Beyond. <laughs> just play that <laughs> Bruce Wayne, uh, and instead of you're have you don't have a Batman, you just have a young Flash 
who's learning on the job and you're like giving them teach them the ropes even for a few scenes i think that would be really cool and interesting and you also have ben affleck in this as well like he's gonna be in it um and the director i remember andy muschetti he said that affleck was going to be like a part of the emotional impact of the movie so they can are they all part of the emotional impact are they all involved maybe like it's the the like see like it, it can be like a mentor for you know flash for barry allen could also be like bruce wayne like you know ben affleck as bruce wayne saying oh no i do like i can grow older like i I don't mm. have to die on the job, essentially. Because I'd love if Keaton's Batman had given it up. He had finished with it. Um, yes. And like, there's there's this whole other way you can help Bruce. Like, heal him that way, basically. And I actually, that's a really interesting way to look at. Now, although um, Sasha Cal is in this as uh, Supergirl as well. So she mm. is also in this film, which is pretty great. But I, I like that idea that the Flash is the one to bring Affleck... And show him that, like, as you said, you don't have to die on this job. Like, you can grow older. There is an episode of Justice League Unlimited, I think, where old Batman, Batman Beyond Batman, and prime Batman meet each other. And it's like, it's Kevin Conroy playing both roles, but he's talking to himself. and. It's and it's just it's really cool because like you have Prime Batman and I think they're interrogating somebody one of the Jokers from um, the future Joker gang and the old Batman just looks at young Batman is like interrogating him and old Batman is like I can't believe I was once that naive here and he gives him his walking stick and he's like let me interrogate him and there's just like a scene of like oh shit old Batman's a fucking badass oh he had 60 years of practice at this <laughs> yeah um, but yeah I think that's that's a good way of writing Affleck out that he just accepts that he can just leave and then you have Keaton in the universe and they find a young Terence McGuinness, shall we say. Just some man called Terence. And just bring him up. And See, I don't think that they will bring all in All in one. All in no. one movie, Connor. You know one what, actually? <laughs> they fucking would. They fucking they? would, but they definitely shouldn't. Because, I mean, if you bring in Terry McGuinness, who plays uh, Batman in the future, then doesn't that ruin Pat- Pattinson? I mean... You know, then you have a young Batman and a young Batman Beyond <laughs> in the same. Technically, I, I, I get no. I totally get what you're saying. Now, <laughs> counterpoint. Um, <laughs> wouldn't it be cool? It w- oh, wouldn't it be class? Like uh, Joker didn't impact uh, Jared Leto's Joker at all. Yeah. Um, well, we all hate. We all hated Jared before the Joker came out, though. It's true. It's true. He seems mm. difficult to work with. It uh, does. <laughs> But I, I, I don't know. I think they might try and at least hint towards a Batman Beyond kind of deal. Like, it'll, it'll be Keaton and Flash talking. And Flash will be like, oh, what's the world going to do without a Batman? Um, and Michael Keaton is just going to be like, oh, they'll get one. Then the camera pans out and there's a red and black suit somewhere. Ooh, yeah. Put that, make it that obvious. I want yeah. I want the audience to be smacked in the fucking face. Should, <laughs> oh, should, we look in, should we look in Gotham or should we look beyond? <laughs> you should use your real name, Batman Beyond. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! Bring in Joseph Gordon-Levitt. <laughs> 
you should use your real name, Mr. Beyond. <laughs> if you ever thought about being Batman, <laughs> that's so weird. Um, also, that Batman isn't just called Batman Beyond, but it's just the name of the he's, show. No, he's just Batman. He's <laughs> <laughs> just Batman. Um, so we're going to move on. Yeah, so Michael Keaton looking very slick on the set of The Flash. I can't wait to see it, um, yeah. even though we have our reser- reservations about this version of The Flash, Ezra Miller, all yeah. that stuff. But it could be cool if it's Flashpoint. Yeah, there was rumours as well that Grant Gustin from the TV series might be could make a small movie. yeah because they did the vice versa that Ezra Miller was in the Flash TV show yeah during a crisis thing or something like that yeah um, okay so we're going to move on to our next piece of news Sean this is about the next Transformers film so oh we have confirmation of what the name of this movie is going to be and I'm I'm excited because we had Age of Extinction we had I mean what was the other one? <laughs> Dark Side of the Dark, Moon. Pink Floyd, yes, correct. <laughs> and so this one, our next Transformers film that we're all very much looking forward to is going to be called Transformers. Rise of the Beasts, Sean. By God. It's Rise of the Beasts. Um, <laughs> just when you thought they've done dragons, they've done dinosaurs. Yeah. Now we're going to get Beast Transformers. Be- yeah, well, that which was a TV show in the past, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, it was. It was a TV show back in like the nineties, I think. With or really ropey like PlayStation CGI graphics. Yeah, absolutely. And there's uh, the Maximals and the Predacons, oh, which are the animal please. transformers. Oh, so you had Optimus Primal. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> you sat back and rubbed your eyes like a man that not only are you suffering from hay fever but <laughs> oh no that's a terrible idea <laughs> that's it's uh, like this is an absolute let's sell some toys let's sell some happy meal toys so it's they're called the maximals yeah and you have sorry the predacons and the terracons those so, both sound evil yeah predacons doesn't give off a good vibe I, no. I, I mean the, I'm assuming like the terracons are the bad guys. Yeah, but like a Predacon, it, it just sounds, it sounds, it sounds evil. I don't know how else to explain it. The logo looks evil. Hang on, I've <laughs> looked up, I've looked up the logo and it literally looks like a devil color. It was called Beast Wars, we should say. So Transformers are now going down this road as a way to rejuvenate the franchise, Sean. Because we've had Mark Wahlberg drinking Bud Light for some reason. We've had cars. Remember that time that car hit the guy in the face? Um, yeah. The Earth was a Transformer. Then we also had a few movies where Shia was just being Shia. Um, but now we've moved on to robot Transformers and they're going to be fighting for the Earth, I assume? Here's the thing. Cause do Can you tie this into humans? Is it like, how do you, ex- is this set in the ongoing Transformers canon, is what I'm asking? Um, from everything I'm reading, it should be, I oh, know, sorry, it's going to be set in 1994. So, it's going to be continuing right. the timeline from Bumblebee. Okay. Which was set in the 80s. Now, Bumblebee was seen as a very good film. So, this is technically another prequel to all of the 2008 Transformers and beyond. Do you think this whole, like even Beast Wars back in the day, came about because someone thought the name Optimus Primal was cool? 
oh, absolutely. Like, someone wrote Optimus Prime on a board, yeah. and then they just scrubbed down the E and just put A and L, and then they went, dollar signs, <laughs> we've do. done it. <laughs> We're Power Rangers now, boys. Uh, <laughs> and I just have a list here of some of the uh, the Predacons. Uh, okay, do you, do you want to guess the animal? It's, yeah, 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 let's do that. So, <laughs> okay. Uh, Cheetor. Uh, it's starting too easy. Uh, a Cheetor. Cor- correct. Uh, <laughs> Air Razor. Aero. It's a peregrine falcon. Uh, Fuck's sake. <laughs> Megatron. Is that not just Megatron? <laughs> no, it's a T Rex. For fuck's sake. <laughs> Damn. Okay. You like this. You like this. Waspinator. Uh who um is he is he I mean I'm gonna go wasp. Just just to mix it up. I was gonna make guess B, but then the joke would be dead, so I'm gonna go wasp. Tis a wasp. Uh, oh yes. Star scream. A star. No, wait, no, he's already a... Tra- <laughs> Isn't he already in them? Yeah, but he's also in Beast Wars. <laughs> okay, it, he's not a... He's not a jet. Okay, so he's going to be... Um, I'm going to say eagle. He's a, also a wasp. <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake! <laughs> what, the, what are the chances? <laughs> I just, you know, um, the Tasmanian kid... I mean, a Tasmanian devil? Incorrect, a wolverine. What? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to do one more. Uh, da, 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 da. Star scream again. There's no way there's two star screams. Sorry, hell scream. It's a star scream runoff. Oh, oh star scream. They, they just like the word scream after, yeah. a, after aroma. Okay. Was it hell scream? Hell scream, yeah. Uh, wasp? No, he's a shark. <laughs> How? So fucking up. Why did you call him Jaw Scream? Something, just something like those lines. Yeah, Jaw, 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 I don't fucking know. <laughs> just call him Jaws. Jaws, John. Hello, John. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, do you think this movie could work? <laughs> Go on. There's one that's just called Randy. <laughs> <laughs> What's Randy's deal? Randy's a, a boar, a wild boar. Jeez, oh, I'd say he's fucking wild, he is. He's oh, an absolute he's fucking... ledge bag. Oh, fucking fun on a night out, Randy, let me tell Randy. you. Randy. Like, they must have just ran out of names. What? Night Scream. Oh, for fuck. Who, like. Did they just have the word scream and then they just like kept adding different words to the... St- Pick a different name. Pokemon has like 700... Po- they never repeat the same name. I've done a, a a search in page for the word scream. It shows up 12 times. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Good and bad guys. Everyone. Everyone just Everyone. makes people scream. Night scream is a vampire bat. You'll be delighted to know. I, I mean, that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. Well, He's an urban youth would... who never left Cybertron, apparently. Oh, I don't Sorry. like urban youth. I don't like that. <laughs> I, yeah, they don't have a good history with that thing, do they? An urban youth. Of, he's a fucking robot. He's a fucking, like, but he's also an animal? I don't know. Uh, then you have Unicron, 
who traditionally is a planet, uh, but in this one he's a flame dragon. How is he not a unicorn? That's fucking brilliant, actually. That is the easiest slam dunk of all time. How are you mixing that up? That's a, Yeah, that's a very good point, actually. Mm. Let's write... Okay, they need to do that. I know it makes them probably less intimidating, but... But lives up to the name. Or just make him another wasp. I want three wasps and nobody else. Three just wasps, a, nine screams. Just a swarm of wasps. They're beasts, technically. <laughs> What's it called again? Rise of the Beasts? Rise of the Beasts. Transformers Rise of the Beasts. Okay, prime for a Beastie Boys soundtrack. You know who? You know who's going to write it, though? Is um, a man called Joby Harold, whose previous writing was King Arthur, Legend of the Sword. So, very, it's all connected. Right, okay. So, yeah, because Transformers The Last Knight started off as a, a Knights of the Round Table movie. It did, exactly. So, this is going to be our next um, Transformers film shot. Are you excited about this? Oh, I am... Holy fuck! Go on. I might be Connor. Go Joe on. B. Harold. Yes. He's also writing on the Obi-Wan Kenobi series for Disney+. Plus. You know what? You know That's what? a series we haven't seen yet. Could be terrible. Could be what just like, about King Arthur. I like the character. It's all about King Arthur. He likes one thing. <laughs> he just, he's really good in one niche environment. Like he, he just keeps going around to George Lucas like, could we not call him, I don't know, Arthur? His name is Obi-Wan. Just call him Arthur. Everyone's right, calling him Arthur. Obi-Wan <laughs> King Arthur. Huh? <laughs> Can he pull a lightsaber from a stone? I'm just saying. Wouldn't it work? If that happens, Connor, I will give you a hundred (laughs) euro. Okay, great. Someday. Someday. Um, Sean, we're going to have to move on to our next piece of news. And this is about Craven the Hunter. Now, we learned a few weeks ago that the Craven the Hunter film will be coming out with Aaron Taylor Johnson confirmed to be playing the man himself. Yes. Um, But now we have... A, rev- a reveal of who the villain could be. Because, here's the thing. Craven the Hunter, notoriously not a nice man in the oh, comic books. Bit of a um, dickhead. Bit of a dickhead. Spider-Man is normally the nice boy, and he's the bad guy. Um, but what they've done is, as classic Sony, they don't have Spider-Man. So, fuck it. Let's just do some Craven the Hunter, and he's going to be an anti-hero, and it's going to be class. Um Okay. And so he needs a villain because Venom needed a villain. Craven needs a villain. And the villain that Craven has chosen is for the film Chameleon. Now, Sean, the Marvel villain Chameleon is someone that I probably don't really know a lot about. But that yeah. would be that is who his arch nemesis is reported to be in this film. Oh, this is this is not great. <laughs> So, Chameleon is Craven's half-brother. Oh, we've got a Wolverine situation going. Yes! It's very similar to the Wolverine situation. Bring in Lee Schreiber. Get him to play him. He's like... So, Sergei's dad was like Russian nobility kind of thing. Sorry, I say Sergei. Craven. Uh, I'm on a first-name basis. You're on a... Uh, You know him well. His name is Sergei Kravenov. Yeah. So his dad was Russian nobility, had an affair. The child of that affair is Chameleon, um, who 
is all, everyone just like kicks the shit out of him. They hate him. He's like he's just abused from the moment he's born. His dad hates him. So, uh, and so chameleon and this is how he started out he learned to pretend to be someone else and so that people would like like him a bit more because he could like everyone hated him when he was his name is dmitry smerdyakov uh and everyone hated him when he was him but he if he pretends to be someone else people will like him so he became a master of disguise he had That's no power really at the start that's really really sad by the way as an origin story oh it's it's horrifying uh, yeah, it was okay. so bad. Craven used to kick the shit out of him, but but, but <laughs> Craven, also, our hero. <laughs> but Craven oh, no. would also slightly tolerate him sometimes, and so in his head, what Dimitri did is like, "Oh, Craven's my best friend. Craven, oh, I would no. do anything for Craven." Uh, like it's a really fucked scenario. Um, also, what's weird is that Dmitri Smerdyakov has shown up in the MCU. Has he? Yeah, do you know? The bus driver in Far From Home. The bus driver in Far... The bit when, when, when um, Peter nearly blows everybody up. up. Uh, so it's the it's like the Russian dude. Nick Fury uh, interrupts the vacation and yes. says, this is Dimitri, he'll be looking after you from now on. Oh, that's him. That's him. That's that dude. That's confirmed that he is... That oh, is his that name. Movie- but that movie's all about disguises and becoming other people because Nick Fury isn't even Nick Fury in that scene and Mysterio that, is, is in true. that film. So that's all about identity and, and trying to not be who you are and maybe that would go along with the team. Maybe that's why they threw him in there. But that means It'd he's already nice in the MCU. Yeah, so it could be a cool little link if they get that same actor in. He's also been part of the Sinister Six. At one he point set up his well. own Sinister Six. I got this up <laughs> earlier, right? He got, he, where's, oh, where's my fucking tab gone? Hang on. Because his list of the Sinister Six is pathetic. <laughs> Chameleon, five times. And Craven. <laughs> uh, I, sorry, I tried to search for Sinister Six in the page. Uh, I accidentally searched for the word pathetic because I had just said that. <laughs> uh, so, da 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 his team of the Sinister Six okay. is... Where's it gone? Because here's the thing. There's been a bunch of incarnations of that team. Uh, the first there's even been was, a Sinister 12. Yes, there has been. Uh, you'd think it'd be twice as good. Yeah, so. it, it definitely... There's 12 against one Spider-Man at that stage. And still Peter Parker wins. So really it's, the question has to come back to... What kind of team are we forming here, lads? The 12 of us can't take the kid down. Te- yeah, 12 of us can't take down a 17-year-old. I can't find this <laughs> list that I had, but what I will say, 8-Ball is the first person he picks. Fuck off. 8-Ball. <laughs> the man who's good at pool. The man who's very good at pool, Connor. I'll have you Sorry, know he's the, the best, best one at, at pool. pool. Do you think he works as a villain for a Craven the Hunter film, or are we going to get a weird amalgamation of... Um, Wolverine Origins and Jamie Foxx as Electro in the Amazing Spider-Man Two. I think it is going to be slightly like that because I think like because in this all in this one movie you're going to have to set up that like Chameleon was hard done by. He did his best to survive and then he went evil, and you're going to mm. have to set Craven up as the one who did hard by him, like was bullying him, and then. Is an anti-hero because he takes him down in the end? 
Unless they probably would go down the road of him being mean to him. He'll be like, ah, come on, guys, let's kick him less. Let's kick him I, ten times instead. Maybe. But, like, then it's not Craven, really, because Craven only cares about himself. Yeah, but this Craven is an anti-hero. Maybe he's going to learn to love other people, Sean. He's going to be a hero, and then Spider-Man's going to turn up, and he's going to be real nice. I don't think that's how it's going to work. I'll be honest. It's it's a, it's a very weird shout. Um, also, but who you do you cast, get... though? I mean, like, or not even who do you cast, but what villain do you choose if not his half-brother? I think that's the I, only no, way you no. can go. And I totally get that, and that is, like, the logical and the easiest choice. But, like, surely you would just pick... I don't know. Because... Rhino. No, like, I would not pick, like, a villain. Like, Oh, okay. Because Craven's whole thing is he likes the hunt, and he doesn't respect poachers or, like, the billionaires who pay to let... You know, pay someone to let them shoot a giraffe. Like... That's Craven's whole thing. So, if you want to make him an anti-hero, surely you turn him into a fucking animal rights activist who goes a bit yeah. far, but you get like you understand his thinking. Like that's the reason. The reason Craven stopped hunting animals is because it stopped being fair because he got too good. Yeah. So, I mean, he then resorts to hunting humans, but superheroes. But that's what. Yeah, but see, that's why he picked Spider-Man, and he can't get him, so that's where his interesting bit comes from. But if you're going to do him as a hero without Spider-Man, then you have an issue where you just have this supremely talented hunter with nothing to hunt. (laughs) Like, the alternative is that you have him hunt Venom. I don't think they'll throw Venom into this. Definitely not this, because they're building up Venom as an anti-hero as well, along with Morbius, so I don't think they want to throw any of them in each other's films as a villain. That Yeah, unless you have them as like their villain now and then they become friends later on. And then you have the tension in the Sinister Six movie that they do. You know, like, I don't think they're going to do a Sinister Six movie with Venom. I don't think Venom's going to be part of a Sinister Six, just due to the fact that they don't want to turn him. Because he's, he's their biggest draw. Because it's the only movie or, that's come out. <laughs> Or it could be a case of he'll be part of them and he's like, oh, guys, I don't know about this. I don't think we should fight Peter Parker. And then Peter Parker shows up and Venom and Spider-Man will work together. Here's what you have, right? You have... Yeah, okay, so we'll put a pen in, like... Uh, we'll put a pen in dealing with Craven for the minute. What I want, first of all, is that a Sinister Six to be formed, Venom is a member. Venom decides to leave. Okay. And the, the, the other five aren't happy about this. Um, meanwhile, and so yeah, and here's how it works. Devastated. So, so Craven, Cra- okay, so, sorry, Craven in his own movie hunts Venom. They don't get along. Then, when Venom leaves the Sinister Six later on, the other five go to Craven, and they say, "Look, I you mean, don't like this guy. Come on in." I suppose. I just think the idea of a Craven villain is so hard to cast. And I think it could just be Chameleon, but he's working as a guy who poaches animals. I'm, I'm sure it'd be like that simple. That it, it'd yeah. be like um, the villain in Ant-Man um, or like Mark Strong in um, Shazam. 
it'll just be a villain who's powerful and he just yes. wants ultimate power and now we've got Craven and he's gonna stop him it's a villain who poses a threat to the protagonist of the movie <laughs> yes for 10 minutes maybe yeah. 15 um so yeah i i think that this casting is i think they didn't really have anywhere else they could go i mean if it's his half brother it's his half brother i it's a tried and tested formula to cast somebody who knows the vi- hero but he's not really a hero but he has to be a hero because the other guy's even worse yeah you have to sell tickets it's the lesser of two heroes so we have a small story Sean before we move on to the Suicide Squad trailer but I feel like I'm just going to give you the headline of this story and then I want you to just react naturally just tell me how you truly feel about this because Jerry Seinfeld is back in a big way no big way Sean he's done the B movie He's already he's already absolutely smashed it out of park with the pay movie. Yeah, but he's yeah, back yeah. now to direct and star in his next animated film that will be about Pop Tarts. That's right, Sean. What? Jerry Seinfeld will direct and star in a movie about Pop Tarts. <laughs> Fucking hell. Do you remember at the start of the lockdown there was no movie news and we had to fill a show? <laughs> This used to be what all of the stories were. <laughs> that's ridiculous. Sometimes I see a story and I think, that's not true. And then I click on it and I think, oh wait, it is true. <laughs> oh, I better tell Sean. How much are Pop-Tarts paying him to make this movie? I No, he had a stand-up routine about Pop-Tarts. And I think what he's done here is he's turned a stand-up bit that he has... And he's going to make it into a 90-minute film about Pop-Tarts. Do you know what people say about drawing out a joke? Yeah. Surely this is the example of that. I think it could be just like the sausage party, but like multiplied or the sausage party mixed with the B-movie. And they're going to hope for the best. Yeah, but like, is it family friendly or... Like I think he'll go family friendly just for the sole reason that the B movie did quite well. I mean, I don't even know if it was a success, but I think people looking back on it now laugh at it and they're like, "Oh I, yeah, that's the B movie." Yeah, but I also think that like this won't have that doesn't equate to the success that they think it does. Like just because something is popular on the internet does not mean people will go see it. Mm. You know, I mean the. It's inspired by a joke Seinfeld told during his stand-up comedy sets about the significance of the snacks creation had on the world. (laughs) Right. It's also going to be called Unfrosted. What the fuck, lads? So, okay, hang on. So is this like a... It revolutionised snack technology kind of a thing. And like they're playing it straight? So he Seinfeld recalls his childhood years when his world was forever altered thanks to the breakfast item. He then poses the question, how did they know that there would be a need for a frosted fruit-filled heated rectangle in the same shape as the box it comes in and with the same nutrition as the box it comes in? So that's the gag. Um, it's oh, about it. Pop-Tarts. And he poses that very deep question. And so now we're going to get a massive two-hour film that Hollywood's going to back because Jerry's got unlimited funds, Sean. He can do whatever the fuck he wants. 
Do you think there'll be uh, much in the same way that uh, there was a joker backlash around mental health issues? Do you think there'll be a, a story about uh, obesity in children and how this podcast I'm assuming is? that's that's going to be the driving force of the promotion. I can only assume that that's they're their going marketing to be, strategy. They're going, they're going to knuckle down hard on that for the marketing and they're going to hope that's going to bring people in just so you can pick a side. How thrilled do you think Pop-Tarts are about this? Because they're getting a lot of press recently for Jerry Seinfeld making a movie about him, but he's also saying that they're no nutritional value and absolutely bad for you. Are the Pop-Tarts characters? Is it just going to be a face on a Pop-Tart? I, I hope it's like like a really grim story about some lad who loses everything, like his, his wife, his kids, his house, and he's just in like this outbuilding, just trying to fucking perfect the Pop-Tart. Uh, right you know which I would uh, look and I will argue about Pop-Tarts they don't need to be toasted they're fine as they are I mean Pop-Tarts are absolutely one of the worst but also they're a grand snack <laughs> if if you're looking for something that's bad for you but jeez it'll take two minutes just or in, if you want it instant eat some fucking crackers and jam you'd be grand crackers and jam I think that's a proper, like, Irish mother take, like, man, there's nothing in the house. Eat some crackers and jam now, you'll be all right. Jam. Or what you do, you get a cracker uh, or a digestive biscuit, uh, which you would think, fine on its own. No, no, no. Yeah. You spread yeah, a bit of butter on top of that. I, I was going to say, number one rule with biscuits is they probably say don't put butter on them because they're already full of butter to make yeah. the biscuit. But no, 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 they're easy to digest, but you need to, mm. you know trick that process by adding some butter then occasionally sandwich a second biscuit on top oh bold call some kind of bakery based butter sandwich and when are they taking one of your feet is that going to be next week or the week after well I have to get a new one first and then they'll get rid of it (laughs) they said stop eating butter I said no I said no through mouthfuls of butter <laughs> so Sean, that's a terrible idea by the way. Jerry, don't do that. Uh just no, stop. Don't. Just leave it. Just retire. Like you've got loads of money. Just leave it. <laughs> <It's fine. laughs> just leave it. <laughs> so Sean, we're finishing off this week with the second trailer that we were meant to talk about and much bigger than the Shang Chi trailer. Fucking hell, that was so bad. I'm can't wait to talk about oh, this trailer from DC. I like um, it. Yeah, I actually did do. do. Um, but we had our The Suicide Squad final trailer released this week. And it's from James Gunn, as we all know, who wrote and directed this film. It's got a whole bunch of actors that we love. It's got Amanda Waller coming back, Margot Robbie's coming back, John Cena, Idris Elba in this, Sylvester Stallone says Bird. Um, <laughs> Sean, what did you think of this trailer? This is a very good trailer. Uh, mm-hmm. it's it again I think it's better than the teaser trailer I think it gives a more realistic view of what the tone of the movie is like which is uh, what is Idris Elba's character's name again Bloodsport Bloodsport uh, so it's, it seems like he's w- probably one of the main storylines in that um, it's revealed in the trailer basically that Amanda Waller threatens his child uh, to yeah, get him to comply. It, in comic books, uh, Bloodsport has shot Superman with a kryptonite yes. bullet. And so the idea is that Bloodsport is like a very powerful character. And so she wants him on the team to lead the team. 
and he's like no I'm not joining and then she fucks around with his child to make sure because I think his daughter's in prison and so she makes it that um, she gets extra years put onto her sentence Mm. Um, and so he's like now you're fucking with my family and she's like well just join the team and in that one scene like you have Idris Elba and Amanda Waller or not Amanda Waller sorry uh, Viola Davis and I was just like sitting there going, these are two of the best actors in the whole world. <laughs> and they're, they're both in, in this DC film. <laughs> movie. <laughs> yeah. And they're just in a scene together. Like anything, anytime Viola Davis is in a scene, you're just like, oh, well, she's amazing. But the rest of the cast is all so good as well. Um, and what actually stood out to me was I do have a minor gripe. Oh, And it's I'll something very small. Very small that just is so dumb. But to me... Pick one ass or shit joke. <laughs> yeah, right. fair. Fair. It, right. it was wearing it's a bit thin. A, it's such a small point, but I watched the trailer just being like, they had the bit with Harley Quinn's like, oh, I had to go on number two. I'm like, okay. And then they had the much better joke where John Cena is like, um, he's Starfish, talking. That's code. Yeah. Isn't that code? Is that code for something? Is there something in that? And it's delivered in a very funny way where Viola Davis is like, no, there isn't anything in that. Then he crosses something out with a snowpad. Much better joke. I would choose the Cena one and just pick one. But they wanted to do both of them. And I just think it just kind of, I don't know. It, to me, I'm like, I'm assuming this movie is going to be very, very funny. And so there has to be a better joke than that somewhere along the line. Yeah, a better joke to show in the trailers. Um like, also, like, I can't stress, the team we see at the start, walking out in front of the flag, mm. we don't see them again for the rest of the trailer. They're all dead. Every They're single all dead one immediately. of them. Yeah, like, uh, you, we, I don't know if we can fully comprehend how many people will die in this film, but by the end of it, the, there's a scene at the end of this trailer that it has Idris, I think, Margot's in it, um, Ratcatcher's in it and I think that's it it might just be those oh and um, sorry uh, Joel Kinnaman Rick Flagg Rick Flagg I think, Rick Flagg is also I think there. it's just the four of them and they're like covered in dirt and blood and they're in the middle of the city like it could get to the point where there's 20 people at the start and only four of them are left because yes. they've all just been killed how do you feel about Weasel being a child murderer I think that's a funny joke. It is a funny <laughs> joke, isn't it? <laughs> I like the bit where um, it's like, is that a dog? It's a werewolf. And then Pete Davidson is like trying to get away. And he's like, it's a fucking werewolf. And then they're just like, it's not a werewolf. It's a weasel. And so it's like, he's just killed 27 people. No, he's harmless. Oh, but yeah. he's killed 27 kids. But other than that. <laughs> yeah, like, he's, I shouldn't say he's harmless, but like, he won't hurt you. <laughs> Yeah, I think, I mean, like, it's a freak, but I think all of them are going to die. I, maybe Peacemaker survives, because James Gunn has gone straight from this to the Peacemaker series with John Cena. Um, yes. And that could either be a prequel, we don't know if it's a prequel or a sequel um, at this current time. So Peacemaker could die, or he could keep surviving, because I think they want to keep Cena involved, because he's really good in this role, even in the short pieces that we've seen. Yeah, and he's a good, like, he is a draw for, like, he brings an audience with him, like, built in. So if you can put him in yeah. any other films in the future. Um, oh, I, I mean, 
I, I feel like it's going to be dark, this film. Like, it's rated R for a reason, and I think yeah. they're going to go all out. Yeah, oh, yeah. I think there is going to be some, like, grim and gritty scenes in this, but not the weird PG-13 grim and gritty that fucking Batman versus Superman is. Yeah, I think I think a lot of the scenes will be lighter, say, than the first Suicide Squad. So Suicide Squad takes place at nighttime, and you can't yeah. see anything. I think it's going to be in the daytime, which... It's a big call if you're going to be doing that CGI <laughs> massive star. Oh, fair I can't play. wait for star 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 of the Conqueror is going to be in this. But, like, they did it in the daytime, but I think it's just going to be a lot darker in tone. That, like, I, there's a bit here with Polka Dot Man, and he's like, I'm a hero. And the first thing I thought of was, oh, you're dead. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, he's going to say that, and then a star is going to leap onto his face, and then he's going to be dead. I think that's it. Part of me thinks, because Pokemon Dot Man wants to die. Uh, we saw that in the first trailer. Yeah. So I think he might be one to survive, just because that would make him more miserable. Or he then becomes a hero, and he's like, I'm a hero, I want to live! And that's when he dies. <laughs> that's when he dies, yeah. That's pretty good. Also, the they, Bold of DC, that uh, when they say James Gunn's name... They mentioned the director of Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, they mentioned it like they absolutely like it wasn't just oh directing director of some of your favorite films. It was he directed for Marvel. It's Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, you you remember that movie that was really good and you all liked? We got him. We got yeah. him, boys. I I like that um, the original Suicide Squad idea. They must have been like looking at Guardians. They're like, I want to get that vibe. And we're just going to do a film that has that vibe of a bunch, a bunch of misfits, and we're going to try and we're going to make a load of money, and we've got Harley Quinn in. It's going to be so good, and it didn't work. But now they've just gone directly to the source. <laughs> it's not even yeah. like trying to pick somebody else. They're like, well, we'll just get the guy who did that if we can't copy him. Yeah, and 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 that's a good way to do it. Like, get the creative people if you want to make a similar project. Did you um, see King Shark getting fucked across the city into a building? Yeah, he's presumably fine, right? They didn't just show his death in the trailer. No, no, I, I think he's like Killer Croc, where he can take a lot before he dies. Yes, yeah. Um, I like, I like how, like Rick Flag. I think he says, "Yeah, you, you stay off the, you stay off the mic." He could, no, he says Ratatouille first because he's talking to Rat Catcher. He's yeah. like, hey, Ratatouille, what do you see? And then it's just King Shark, and he's just like, bird. <laughs> I was like, hey, you stay off the, stay off the line. <laughs> <laughs> good old, uh, good old, good old Stallone. Doing they, his they, best got they got they got they got to win an Oscar to just say bird, and I, I think it works. I think that I think that joke is the best joke in the whole trailer. Yeah, I, I, I or it's the weasel killed twenty seven children. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I think that this this could be so good but also I'm like I still don't really know what's gonna gonna happen which is what I like like going into this we're both aware that at least 95% of the people are gonna die um I yeah think the and only I think I said like ones, no one is safe I think the only safe ones would be Margot Robbie probably mm. um, maybe like if you had to pick one I mean, it would be a bold strategy to kill Harley Quinn, seeing as though like she's a massive money, guaranteed money cow for them. Um, I, I think, think they, Idr- go on. I was just going to say Idris Elba. I think he's going to have like a hero's death. Oh yeah, I, I think I think he's he's just famous enough that he survives till the end. 
but then he dies. <laughs> That's the luxury he gets. Is that, oh, yeah, he can yeah. die at the end. I, I'm Joel Kinnaman. How do you feel about dead or alive? Alive. I don't think, yeah. Yeah. I think he's, because uh, he, he, he is kind of a ground, he's one of those characters that grounds the place because he's a regular man. Like quite a skilled and talented regular man, but he's a regular man. And Rick Flagg is the leader in most iterations of the Suicide Squad. Yes, um, so like it, it so, helps to have him around. Okay, one more. Jay Courtney, Captain Boomerang, live or die. Oh, I think he's dead. I think he's yeah, I dead. Think he's dead. <laughs> I think he's dead. And, but I think he's going to be really funny because even in the last film, he was quite funny. And so, yeah, and that wasn't I, a funny film. No, and so I can understand if in this one he will be funny as well, like Jai Courtney, everyone's favourite actor. Um, yeah, and so, from Avatar. From Avatar with Sam Arlington. Um But yeah, Jai is there. I think Captain Boomerang could be dead. I'm just so looking forward to this. The set pieces all look amazing in this trailer. Um, the Harley Quinn fight scene in the hallway looks great. Looks so good, yeah. Um, and and all the flowers popping up behind her as she fights, and it's just visually it looks so interesting and unique. And I think it could just be its own thing. Like it doesn't have to be the DC are always at this that they're like, this is going to be a start of a new world, a new universe. Now we're going to start this. I think this could just be a batshit movie that's really good that has such a unique look that you're just like, this is in a corner by itself. Yeah, because otherwise they need to address, like, later on in the universe, all the big starfish that attacked everyone. And you have to address Bloodsport shot Superman. Which Superman? Who are we talking about? Yeah, yeah, so, like, Superman exists in the Suicide Squad universe then, but, as you say, which Superman? Um, But it would have to be Henry Cavill. But then, because Ben Affleck meets Viola Davis... In Batman vs. Superman. Yes. Yes, he does. Fuck. Oh, that throws a wrench in things. I will say, Starro does look great as well. We see a few bits of him. Yeah, that's what I mentioned. Like, they did it in the daytime. Bold strategy. Would have been real easy to put that at night in the rain. Because it's like a starfish as well, you know. Yeah. Did you see the, like, thousands of starfish falling out of it? Yeah. Fucking hell, like, how are you meant to beat that? With, with a ragtag group of misfits. A Connor. ragtag group. A ragtag group of misfits and King Shark. <laughs> and King Shark, of course, Bird. Um, see, I am, I feel like this trailer is great. I cannot wait to watch this movie. Um, and it comes out August 6th, I think. So That's soon. It's uh, only like... At this rate, uh, next month, technically, like a month and a week away. Yeah, yeah. So, and again, I think a, a cinema only on this one. Cinema only on that one as well, yeah. And so, actually, no, the same day it would be made available on HBO Max oh, for one shit, month. Oh, yeah, shit, I forgot they did that and didn't tell anyone. Deadly. Yeah. They, um, so, Sean, I think that's it for this week's Movie Mondays. What a week, what a packed week of news. Will I take us out, Connor? First of all, I should say a plug that we did um, a Star Wars Episode 2 review on our Patreon this weekend. I blocked Um, it out, yeah. It was for Attack of the Clones. And if you're interested in listening to any movie reviews of that, we've also done a Phantom Menace review over there. So that's over on the Patreon. And that's for all of our $5 or more patrons. Now, Sean, who are some of the lovely patrons already over there that have had access to this show? My God, Connor. Uh, So... Thank you. Goes out to Waffles. We understand you. 
are extreme sorry waffles we understand you are extremely sorry and we forgive you and just between us Aotearoa New Zealand is the superior country <laughs> I can't enough. believe you've made me say this uh, <laughs> thank you also to Kira Lawler David Clark Ed Ball Joe rate my com. click rate click Luke refresh repeat never give up Hickok didn't Bernie Raymond Ging Roisin Shrodoshin Halley Ryan Right Time Evanson, Sean Bone Jamieson, Dominic Josiah Florida Galgreen, Anna Maureen has the fry on Helmroos, Lil Dicky, it's my boy Bear's birthday on June twenty eighth. He'll be oh. two. Huge fan of the show, especially Hero or Zero Fridays. Thanks, guys. Thank you, Richard. Thank you, Lil Dicky. Happy birthday. Happy, Happy birthday, birthday to, to your son, little Dicky. <laughs> Uh, thank you also to Danny McLaughlin and also to Ray now Ray actually sent in a message to us on the Patreon Um, so sad story a friend of his um, who is also a listener actually um, his wife was unfortunately there was an accident a car accident there is a GoFundMe set up to help with some of the funds some of the costs that kind of come up around that Mm. so that will be linked below um, for anyone who you know wants to give what they can to that, help out in a, a, a fairly terrible situation. To for yeah, we'll, to we'll link in. we'll link the GoFundMe and the article as well. Yeah, that'll all be in the description below. So um, head on over and look. There's 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 nothing we can say. We're sorry for your loss. Mm, absolutely. Um, but but that's about it from us this week. Um, we will be back Wednesday Weird News Wednesday Friday Hero Zero next Monday then another episode of Movie Mondays uh, think yeah. that's about it Connor. I think so so I've been Connor Lawler I've been Sean Meehan I will see you next week guys bye bye hi I'm Daniel founder of Pretty Litter did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain I learned this the hard way after losing my cat Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. 
Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.